Britain's Conversation. This is a podcast from LBC. James O'Brien. We're experimenting with Mystery Hour. I know what you're thinking. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I need to free up 15 minutes at the end of this hour for my superstar guest. Um, uh, it means I'm going to do a shorter introduction than usual, which means some of the questions up first might be rubbish, which also means that we need to be patient and kind and not point out their rubbishness too uh, impolitely. It, the way it works, very briefly, if you're new to this, if you've got an interesting question that you haven't been able to get an answer to, ring me up and ask it. Someone else listening to the programme will know the answer. They'll ring me up and answer it. It's incredibly straightforward. Don't ring in if it's about motoring or something boring. 03456060973 is the number that you need. Um, there are no real rules. All we are opposed to is repetition and dullness. But dullness, of course, is in the ear of the beholder, and repetition depends upon my memory, which is, well... Not what it used to be. So, 12.07. Shall we find out? Should we just crack on? Should we just do it? Yeah? And we need to turn it around quick this week. Josh is in Edgware. Josh, question or answer? Question, please. And hello again. Hello. Um, I'm the guy who asked about the puzzles. <laughs> From many moves ago. Okay, uh, mate. Quick Go on. Question. Yep. The question is, why do movies and TV shows take so long <laughs> to put on the DVD? Uh, what, do, do, because if you knew it was coming out next week, you wouldn't pay the extra money you have to pay to go and see it at the cinema. I'm talking about after the run, after the cinema run, when they've stopped showing it. Well, again, if if it was a short gap between the end of the run and it coming out on DVD, you wouldn't go and see it at the cinema because you think, well, it'll be out on DVD next week. I'm not going to pay for, you know... Yeah, no- well, you can argue with me if you want, Josh, which is fine, but, no, but I've answered the question. No, I agree with your point. Yeah. No, I agree with your point. Good. I was just thinking, why would it take so long? So, so the, lo- the longer the gap, the more likely you are. So if I take the family to the cinema now, I don't get any change out of a gazillion pounds. It's all right for you, is it? You just go with your girlfriend or you go on your own, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, what, you, you're not... I take the kids and, and, and Mrs. O'Brien and I take the kids to the cinema. We, we, we need a second mortgage. So if I knew it was coming out next week, I could say to them... I could say, for example, at the moment, Coco is a superb film, the new Disney film. And I took one of my daughters to see it. By the time I'd got her a, a, a popcorn and a, and a miniature drink, it, uh, I was thinking of selling a kidney to get us home. Uh, and that, if I'd known it was coming out next week or in a fortnight, I could have said to her, well, look, it'll be out on DVD in a fortnight. We can buy it for 12 quid or it'll be on Sky. We can watch it for free. And we wouldn't have spent that money in that cinema. It, it's, I think it's that simple, my friend. No, that's a fair point. I shall take um, my round of applause now. No, this isn't a dialogue. I've done it. No, no, yeah, Take care, Josh. Look after yourself. Lewis is in Hampton Hill. Lewis, question or answer? I've got a question, James. Carry on. Um, where do you get the term square meals? So why do we say, like, three square meals a day? Why square meals? Is it something to do with the Navy? Did you get served? I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm do, asking. Do you, do you know, I'm, I'm being rhetorical, mate. Let me let me grow. Give me some space <laughs> here. I'm, I'm being. I, I'm doing a mixture of whimsy and, and, and intellectual exploration. There's something about um, p- square plates on ships. Why square? Why would they have square? Because they were made of wood. So why can't they make circular plates? Because you need a lathe. Oh, I'm on fire today. So, right. so, so before lathes, we can go definitive on that. Well, no, I think I know. I'm not going to be able to go definitive, but I think events will prove me right. Because it, 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 three square meals a day would be an inducement to join the navy, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So well, you get like th- an advertising slogan saying you get three th- square meals. Three square meals a day. Go to work on an egg. It's like the 18th century equivalent of go to work on an egg. Three square meals a day. Ooh, crikey. 
you know, in the good old days, um, you know, when, when we were all starving to death and had rickets, which will soon be back yeah. upon us after Brexit. We, <laughs> no time at all. No time at all. I expect rickets to make a comeback fast. We would have been very drawn to the idea of, of three square meals a day, regardless of the fact that the working conditions on the ship might have been pretty grim. It would be better than being in a workhouse. No, that's very true. No, it but does, it you need more. Answer, you, you will need we more. We need to go definitive. Yeah, we like, do, so and I can't... Uh, yeah, exactly that. But uh, but it, when when I turn out to be right, I will, uh, <laughs> I'll allow myself a wry smile. Lewis, many thanks. Martin is in Eastbourne. Martin, question and answer. Question or answer. Uh, question, Mick. Yes. Why is it that some people can just float on their backs with swimming, like, um, and others like me just sink like a stone? Well, how big are you? Um, five, six. And how, how, how much do you weigh? Ten, eight. How hard have you tried to float? Well, I've tried thousands of times. <laughs> Are you sure? Because for me, it's all about whether or not you've taken a deep breath and held it in. Well, I've tried that. I've tried that. So I've you've taken every... a deep breath, held it in, yeah. and you've still in, yeah. sunk? Still sink. Completely sink? Well, my, it starts with my legs sinking, and then, yeah, then I'll just... Well, you up. need to go on... I can't answer this question until you've tried my technique for floating. Which is... You go on your back, you put your arms out, you yeah. get your ankles up, so you've got your little tootsies poking out of the water in front of you, you take a really deep breath, and you can hold it. All right. I'll give it a try. Have you not... Have you never... You're in Eastbourne, mate. You should be in the sea all the time. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> also, very, very salty water, obviously. Uh, the, the saltier the water, the, the more yeah, likely yeah, you are to that. float in it. But I don't think you've... I think it's about your technique. I don't think it's biological. I could be wrong. Maybe oh, you've got oh, heavy bones. Or BMI or something. I don't see how it could be, because there'll be plenty of people who are bigger than you who can float. Just try my technique and get back to me, Martin. OK, mate. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I, we'll leave that one on the board. 12.12 is the time. Mark is in lower stuff. Mark, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, Mark. Hello, sir. So, uh, first day of spring, happy beginning of spring, and happy St. David's Day. Thank you. My it's happy St. David's Day, absolutely. My apologies to yeah. all my Welsh listeners. Happy St. David's Day, Welsh dudes. So my six-year-old son asked me a great question this morning, oh, and right. I didn't have an answer. I'll be the judge um, of that. Where do the seasons get their names from? Oh, that's nice. We talk about Thor's Day, he knows that. Winter. And we know about the calendar and, you know, but... We get to the month, we get to the seasons, and I was stumped. Some of them, they don't look Latin either, do they? Autumn. I, I had nothing. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. Spring, I mean, it's going to be pagan and druidy, I reckon, but, but I, I don't know why. Spring? Who said today's the first day of spring? Is it just because it's March the 1st? Yes, yeah, yeah, so the isn't there the meteorological and the astrological calendars, and it's one of them today? I don't, I don't know, man. You're, you're, you're the one with the answers. So wh- wh- where, did we, where did the names of our springs come from? Our seasons come from? I like that a lot. Stagione. I don't, I'm just... Either, what's summer? What's Italian for summer, Mark? I've got no idea. My Italian stops at pizza names, and that's it. Quattro Stagione, being the four seasons. Exactly. Yeah, same here. Mm. Margarita. All right, all right I'll, I'll try and get you an answer for that. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Terry's in Cobham. Terry, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, James. Good morning. Hello, Terry. What have you got for me? Well, it's the uh, square plate one. Oh, yeah. With a ship, especially if we go back to the 1800s, 1700s, probably the 1600s, 
when you stacked the plates for the crew on board and people did off, eat off plates, whether they, in the end they ended up like being porcelain or some sort of china, is they, if they were round and they were stacked up, limited space on the, on the, on the boat, yeah. they'd stack them on a rack like you do at home probably, at some, or when you're washing up. Yeah. But because they were round the plates... Yeah, how do you know about that? How do you know that? Oh, you mean on a draining tray? You don't mean that lovely thing that I've built next to the cooker? No, no, no. no. I don't, All right, carry on. Yeah. Draining tray. Yeah, yeah. But if you stack the plates, if you, you don't put them in a big pole like that thing on a boat. So if you stack them sideways on, they're square and they don't roll about so much. Strong. It's kind of what I said. It, no, well, I, I, I did acknowledge that when I first phoned up. I said, it is connected to Navy. James was nearly right. Nearly right. So Qualifications, Terence. Um, I've sailed the world. You have sailed what? So, really? Yes, I have. What, merchant or, 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 or royal? Merchant. Love it. Ah, well, that's earned you yeah. this. Beautiful. Work. Thank you very much. Is it still square plates on ships, on big boats? I don't know. No. I don't know. Um, that's all right. I'm just wondering. Uh, you, you know what? I would probably think so. Yeah. I would, I would probably think so. Because it's about storage and the, and the less likely. Oh, I love that answer. I, knew, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go with your answer. I, I, I reckon if it was. Um, I've been watching that roast program on the telly where comedians go for each other. If we were trying to roast each other, I'd, I'd still argue it may have as much to do with the primitive nature of plate making when it when the practice began but i prefer terry's answer therefore he gets the round of applause you're listening to a podcast of james o'brien from lbc done the scram meals, done the dvds why do some people sink and some people float and what are the origin of the season's name spring summer autumn winter uh, is that it we've just got those two left okay 21 after 12 paul is in full cook paul question or answer it's a question james please carry on it's, how did we get the boundaries that form the borders of our regions and shires? Ooh. You'd think that they're just so random. Yeah, are like they, though? Form horizontal, vertical. Yeah, but are they random if you walk them? You see, you're looking at them on a map and thinking that they're random. Yeah. yeah. If you were walking them, you would find perhaps boundaries that were woodland or waterways or possibly, you go back farther enough, even the sort of boundaries of ownership of, of estates by big lords. I, I would imagine that farmers somewhere down the line. Yeah, and farmers. At, just if you look at the, the lines of some of them, I know, I know I'm looking at a map for them. They just look so, so crazy. Some of them. But so do streams, and that, that I presume that will be it. I and mean, you go back far. What are you looking at? You're looking at kind of marauding tribes, aren't you? The Wessex and Mercia fighting against each other, and then the Vikings coming in and kicking off with everybody. You just, you'd just be. The boundaries that you were defending, like Hadrian's Wall. So originally it would be put in place to defend against someone who was trying to come in. And you wouldn't do a straight line, because a straight line would be, you know, it might have a massive mountain in the middle of it, so you'd build it around the bottom of the mountain, and then there might be a stream, so you're on one side of the stream. So I think it would just be, originally, going back far enough, it would just be the, 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 the topography and the ownership of the land and the defensibility of the land. See, I'm on see, fire today, I'm mate. I'm warning you now. Uh, you keep, you keep tossing them at me. I'm going to keep okay, knocking them out of the park. Okay. Right, okay then. Look, look at a map of the USA. Yeah, lots of straight lines. Uh, they have some. 
Yeah, because it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a new country. It was it's a new country that was colonised yeah, and, and po- it's still extremes. It's still in mountains. Yeah, but you you they they drew it on a map. Look at Sykes Pico to be even more precise in 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 the Middle East and all the damage that's done. When a, when a French and a British diplomat sat down with a couple of rulers in a set square and just divided up the Middle East, they've been fighting about it ever since. To slightly trivialise international geopolitics, but but that's what happens if you don't let it evolve naturally. As it has in the in the United Kingdom, America. I presume. I don't know enough about American history to be honest with you, but the the, the states weren't fighting against each other. So I presume that during settlement, when land was being apportioned to people, that 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 explains why there are borders between estates, and that evolves into borders between states. You're kind of making it sound like every shire was fighting against each other. Well, no, no, no. But you would. I mean, you would only have had, if you went back to pre-1066, in England certainly, and and I I presume in Scotland and Wales with with Pictish tribes and Celts, you would only have been safe if you lived within some sort of stockade, if you lived within some sort of protected territory. Now, it doesn't mean you were living in in a castle or a keep, but it does mean that there was a boundary, and once somebody crossed that, it was an act of aggression. Okay. I, I, I think I'm going to give myself this, although I sense that you're not completely on side. I think there might be more too. I, I understand yeah. a bit where you're coming from. What else could it be, though? Mm-hmm. That, that's why I'm fooling up. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, it's, I, all right, I won't take the round of applause because I don't want to send you away feeling shortchanged. But I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so owned on this one. The more arrogant I get on Mystery Hour. The more embarrassed I get later. It's like the opposite of Brexit. Lawrence is in Isha. Lawrence, what would you like to say? Hi, James, it's Lawrence. Lawrence, how, how good to hear from you. Everything under control? <laughs> yeah, it's a question rather than an answer. Oh. Um, we were listening, uh, Mrs. L and I were listening <laughs> to your things about weddings and stuff. Yes. yes. And we've been married this month 48 years. Oh, congratulations to Thank you both. You so we're starting to think about golden wedding anniversaries and then... Carol said, well, what's the origin of Golden Wedding? Why gold? Well, I've got 50 years, 50... It's, I mean, it's all gold, isn't it? It's, it's like Terry's. The, I mean, it's the Golden Jubilee as well, 50 years. It's, so it's the relationship between 50 years and gold. I guess the idea Why was... Why gold? It, well, it was unachievable. It was the most valuable thing for, 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 for an often unachievable goal. If you say so. No, you're not having that, are you? Well... No, that's all right. It's your wedding anniversary. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You better start saving up, Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're talking about it now. <laughs> so why gold? But why not? Uh, that's the problem I've got well, with your question. Uh, there's a diamond, isn't there? And there's sapphire and all. But, you know, ours is just going to be gold. Indeed it is. And so that's why we... I mean, but, but what, the reason I'm confused is because the short answer would be because it's valuable, but you want more than that. Would be nice. I'll see what I can do. Okay. Thank you, my dear. I, you're very welcome, my dear. And, and my, my, my very fondest regards to Mrs. L as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 12.26 is the time. You are listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Why 50 years? Why gold? Um, the, the borders between shires and counties and regions. The names of seasons. What is the origin thereof? Why can some people float and other people not? If indeed that is scientifically true, which I'm not 100% convinced by. Some lovely questions, though. We've only got 20 minutes to answer them. You know what to do. Beth is in Islington. Beth, question or answer? Answer. Carry on. And the, some people sinking, some people floating. 
Um, it's really a large amount to do with the percentage of body fat. Is it? Yeah, so um, I used to teach swimming and used to be a lifeguard. And Why did you stop? Women, sorry? Why did you stop? I went to university oh, when I, I was a teenager. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so women often, it was easier to tow in the water. It's much easier to tow women because we have a higher percentage of body fat. We floated and the men didn't often. So fat floats? Yeah. So the man who rang in worried that he couldn't float is, is actually because he's so lean. Probably. I mean, you've got to think about swimmers as well. They I always think about the swimmers. They all have very low body fat. Oh, yes. And you course. can overcover it with the b- right body position. So... If you think about the body as a seesaw, if you're leaning forwards but your head's stuck up in the air, then your legs are going to... That's why I told, I told him to adopt yeah. my technique for floating, which is actually uh, exemplary. It's, it's, I'm often to be I'm found sure floating around swimming pools. It's, um, that, but so is it possible that someone simply can't float because they are so skinny? It's possible that it's a hard work. So I can lie on my back and float and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and it's possible that some people just can't do that. They have to be working and uh-huh. they have to kind of be engaging them. Even if they've got lungs full of air, because it's like being a, you know, an armband. Yeah, yeah, even... Cause an if armband. They, if, they, if they are very lean, if they, my, my husband's got this problem. He's got a really low percentage of body fat. Has he? And he can swim yeah. um, pretty well, but he, he can't just lie on his back and float like I can. His mm. legs start drooping. And I'm telling him to kind of push his tummy up and everything that you do, but it, he really struggles. He has to kind of be in some way sculling or treading water. Love it. Qualifications, trained former lifeguard person. Yeah, and swimming teacher, yeah. Brilliant. Round of applause for Beth. <laughs> Cross it off. Love it. Should we squeeze another one in before? Yeah, we should just, can we? Steve in Derby, can you do it in 45 seconds, Steve, or not? I can come to you after the news if you want. I can do it, I can do it. Go on then, mate. So, Stuart's inquiry based upon the square plate theory. Um, it's a square plate. It's not square plate, square meal, James. Yeah. So, square meal, square came into the, uh, the language in 1856, meaning an honest meal. So, it's not about the shape of the plate, it's about the type of meal that you will get. And it entered into the American literature. Have you looked this up? I'm a student. You're not allowed to look stuff up, mate. I'm not. I'm just basically beating and panting quite heavily because I'm quite nervous. All right, don't worry. It's only me. Basically, the point was, I know, I wrote it all down. Um, but the point is, basically, that this came into the U.S. literature around 1856. If you go back, I think... The square deal. Exactly. So it's an honest deal. It's an honest plate of food. Not necessarily um, talking about the actual shape of the plate, but actually... What well, I'm going to make you share it, because I thought Terry was on the money with his with his sailor boy stories about... I, I yeah, but everybody thinks that, James. Everybody always goes back to the Royal Navy. But if you actually go back to the 19th century, you will never find any references in all the thousands of ships' logs to a square meal all right. in the Royal Navy log. No, all right, you've got it. You've done it. Well Thank played. You. No, great work. Okay. Great work. You're nice one. to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. Questions that still need answers. Why gold for your 50th anniversary, Lawrence and his beloved, want to know? How do they draw them? How, how did we draw the boundaries between counties it's a lovely question that i think my answer's right just just about a sort of evolution of ownership and topography but i'd love to know for sure and how did the seasons get their names in english spring summer autumn winter is there anything else i'm not sure we'll, we'll, i'm sure we'll remember if there is um jamie is in wandsworth jamie question or answer hello good afternoon james hello. it's a question Carry on. um why is it that increasingly the population seems to be speaking with a higher intonation at the end of their statements as if they're asking a question neighbors when they're not really 
Australia. Yeah, yeah, Australian is, but, it's but surely that it's has such a cultural influence. Right. And it's, I mean, it's... it's How old are you? Now to, uh, I am 43. Yeah, it's for, for you and me, it's neighbours. For younger yeah. people, it's the Kardashians. Yeah, but even Sadiq Khan, you know, we've got... Neighbours, he's all right, mate. Watch Neighbours twice a day. He was always bunking off school, smoking woodbines while his dad was out driving the bus. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. Nothing to do with postmodernism and oh, God, Well, you're on the right show if it is, but I can't quite see how we're going to pull that one off. I mean, it's got it's Californian as well, isn't it? But I think I think for our um, for our generation certainly, it's because Neighbours and Home and Away were utterly unavoidable for a decade while we were during our most formative years. Yeah, but then why didn't it happen then? It did. Is that where it started? Yeah. It's like uni. No one ever said uni when I was young. Everyone says uni now. That's all That's all because of Guy out of, uh, Mike out of Neighbours, played by Guy Pearce. Uni. You don't, think it's got to, you don't think it's got to do anything to do with the fact that people, when they're making statements, so they don't actually believe that mm. they're true. Oh, so. God, no. We've gone the opposite way on that one, mate. People are absolutely 125% convinced that what they're saying is true, even when all the evidence <laughs> is there that it isn't. That's the least of our worries at the minute. It's Australianisms. It is genuine. I promise you, it's the, it's the inculcation of Australian pronunciation. Right. I mean, I'm not satisfied with that as well. No, that's not my problem. Yeah. No. What else could it be? Well, like I say, I think it's... It's a cultural influence. What's the biggest cultural influence of the last 30 years in which people routinely speak with an inflection going up at the end of the sentence? Answer, neighbours. Yeah. I'm having a round of applause. Stop. No, no. I'm having a round of applause. Thank you very much. I, I can't actually do it. Can you do it? When people raise their voice at the end of a statement... They're kind of like that, but that that's interrogatory, so it would have a question mark at the end of it. It's more like, what are you going to have for breakfast? I might have some cornflakes and some black pudding. Yeah, that's it. Black yeah. pudding? Yeah. Black pudding, yeah. You know, you got it. It's been real. Yeah. 12.39 is the time. Phil's in Preston. Phil, what's going on? Question or answer? Um, well, unusually for me, it's a question, actually. But I was, I was just listening to what you just said there. It drives me nuts. The other thing is, is sort your phone out, Phil. Sort your phone out, mate. I don't know if you... Have you got your balaclava helmet on? Is that any better? That's much better, my friend. Well done. There we go. See, it's not that hard. What have we got? No. Well, it's to do with the snow, really. I can normally figure most things out for myself. But I just wondered, on London Underground, if anyone's listening, what stops the snow shorting out the electricity between the third rail and the negative rail? I know that the electric rail is insulated from the ground, but when the snow builds up, that's water, isn't it? And it'll short it out, surely. Why would rain not do that? Well, because rain soaks into the ground. and So it doesn't rise up as much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the conductivity of snow. That sounds like a a, a novel by a Swedish crime writer. (laughs) The conductivity of snow. Yeah, um, well, I just wondered, it just occurred to me with all this weather, I thought, well, you know, the, the railway line's completely immersed. Oh, I don't snow. know, mate. I mean, does it matter? No, not really. Should we all go to bed? Well, I mean, it's Earth, isn't it? I mean, the, it's No, it's just... not Earth, though, is it? Well, I don't the know. The, the power gets picked up by the shoe, it goes through the motor, and the it shoe? goes through the wheels. The sh- yeah. You mean, like, on a scale X, Yes. I don't know. Yes. I don't even understand the question, and they're the... Qu- I don't know. You do. I've You're done. just choosing not to. Shall we? Do. All right. Why doesn't snow short-circuit the whole of the London Underground? You want me to ask my million listeners that question? I want you to ask the London Underground listener. He'll know. All right. Why doesn't snow short out the whole of the London Underground? Thank you. All right. What if it does? 
which is never new because there's never been enough snow before. Glenn's in Basildon. Glenn, question or answer? Answer, mate. Seasons. Bring it, Glenn. Okay, so uh, spring, uh, summer, and winter are all Anglo Saxon in origin. Spring, summer, uh, and winter? You just made that so up, you, or? You could have said that. You could have completely made that up, or? It changed, mate. I can't, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, uh, autumn is actually Latin, autumnum, which oh. is adopted after they adopted Christianity. The, the common Saxons, or the Churls, the aye, ones who didn't write the books, called it fall or fall which the Americans still do. Shall we start early? Yeah, go on then. We'll, do, we'll give Glenn a round of applause, and then I think I think Ricky Gervais is here early, so we're going to bring him in now. If he's, if, is he Start ready? Right what do you think? Do you think... I, I mean, oh, no, he's gone to the loo now. We'll have, we can't get him back. We'll get him back in a second. All right, round of applause for Glenn. Hey, mate. All right. Charlie's in Staffordshire. Charlie, question or answer? Oh, hi. I had an answer for you. Carry on. Uh, your question about the borders? Yes. Um, I'm an intern with my local authority. Are you? And, yeah. Wow. Um, I, one of the areas I've been working in was digital cartography. Yes. And that involves maps. And they gave me a map to look at, and it, it flipped between a satellite image of Worcestershire. Yeah. With a black line going around the border. Yeah. And there was um, an actual uh, map. Yeah. Uh, like a picture map. Got ya. And if you flick between them... Yeah. You could actually see that the, the black line, the border, the official border, actually mapped streams and the shapes of fields and things. And there was always some kind of match on the ground to what was on the uh, on the line. So the short answer would be, you were 100% correct, James. Well done and congratulations. You, you were on the... Yeah, no, you were pretty, pretty on the money. Cool. Round of applause for me. Last one. Uh, Corey's in Cambridge. Question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, James. Bring it. Right. It's about the the, the thing, the, the sort of the intonation going up at the end of the sentence. The at- uh, antipodean it, it, inflection. Not at all. Well it, well, it might be, but it's more to do with we call it a, a, a high rising terminal intonation. It's the antipodean inquisitive inflection. Well, no, because it's not inquisitive. It's not. The, it's not. It inquisitive. sounds inquisitive. Well, it might sound like it, but it's what we call a conventionalised politeness strategy. Really? Um, Why has it come so yeah. popular in the last 30 years? Well, I, I actually think what, what they say is it starts off, it's like almost animalistic. When people are trying to be, uh, when, when they're trying to not be assertive, when they're trying to sort of be nervous about stuff, they go up at the end to show that they're... Yeah, but they didn't used animal. to, Corey. Well, it, things just pop up out of nowhere. That's what yeah, they didn't pop show. up out of nowhere. It's all because of neighbours. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's all because animals use higher pitch to show that they are lesser animals. And so if you're trying to be polite, you're going to go up at the end of the sentence. Could I be? Could you be any more wrong? <laughs> could you be? What are your qualifications? Well, I, well I'm, I'm a student at the Uni of Cambridge studying linguistics. And I'm a oh. big fan of Ricky Gervais. So I'm really looking well, he's, forward. he's here now. He's coming in. Oh, brilliant. OK. Um, I'll, uh, I better go then. Yeah, seriously, move along. I'll just squeeze in one more. Professor Howell is in Brighton. Question or... Do I give him a round of applause. He's probably right. Anyway, he's at the University of Cambridge. Professor Howe is at the University of Brighton. Don't get status anxiety, but what, what, what have you rung in to answer? Uh, snow and its lack of conductance. Yeah, why doesn't it short-circuit the whole of the London Underground? Phil needs to know. He's in Preston. He's really worried about it. OK, well, first and foremost, water doesn't conduct, but dirty water does because it's got electrolytes in them, and those electrolytes need to be able to move. Mm. Snow has um, the water molecules held in a rigid lattice, mm. and until they can move, it can't conduct. I don't know what you're talking about, but I know that you're the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton and you've not lied to me yet. How do you know I've not lied to you yet? 
I check. You can't look things up on mystery, I No, but Wayne yeah. keeps an eye. Wayne in Basildon keeps a very close eye on things for me. He is. He's the sentinel of mystery, I He is the sentinel of mystery, yeah. You're close to being the patron saint, but um, you're not. Here's a round of applause. 12.45, that concludes the truncated and curtailed mystery hour of this week. After the break, Ricky Gervais is in the studio. You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. Don't phone that number now, because I've got a, a studio guest, and um, I, I, I've got more than enough conversational topics to explore without you ringing in and muffing it all up. Uh, Ricky Gervais is here. Hello. Hello. How nice to see you. You love your audience, really, don't you? Of course I do. You know I do. Yeah. You, you say very kind things about the programme in the past. Um, I, I'm, I, I've been enjoying it recently. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. I, I'm going to say nice things about, about you, but Good. in a nasty way. Oh. Because well, I, I love the new show, Humanity. Thank you. Uh, every single second of it is Oh, that's nice. It really is. Wow. I, 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 I do, however... Do you know that Jack Nicholson film, As Good As It Gets? I haven't seen it. I know it. Is, where is, is, is he a grumpy curmudgeon who learns a life lesson? Yes, he's a yeah. grumpy curmudgeon. Is that you? No, no, because... <laughs> you've, not, you've not learned a lesson. Oh, God, I'm still hanging in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> early days. But there's a line in it where Jack Nicholson says to Helen Hunt, who, who he's sort of in love with, he says, you make me want to be a better person, right? Oh, yeah. When I watched Humanity... It, it made me want to be a slightly worse person. Oh, why is that? Well, because you're so strong on the offence stuff and, and so brilliantly explaining why stuff that maybe I might have balked at actually is important to get out there. It is. I think no harm can come from discussing taboo subjects and, you know, that's why they're taboo, because people fear them and they rush away from them. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I usually talk about contentious issues for a reason. You yes. know, firstly, it's to take the audience to a place that hasn't been before. I don't want to do safe, anodyne comedy, because there's lots of people doing that, and they're better at it than me. So I, I, I've got my thing, which is confronting these things, and um, it, it, it sort of gets you to a place. But since I've been doing that... Um, uh, I suppose this one is, I, I think it's my best show for yes. many reasons, because um, uh, I'm, I'm not doing it to try and be punk or no. to offend. You, I'm actually saying to people, you shouldn't be offended by these things. But And it's the fruits of quite deep thinking? Because is there a slight contradiction in the, in the it, it, I don't give a hoot about these people or what they think, but I have actually given quite a lot of thought to what offence means. Well, I do, and, that, and that's what's offensive, because people assume when a comedian talks... Now, you discuss the most contentious and taboo mm. subjects ever, but you're doing it on the radio and everyone gets that. I mean, I've had my routines discussed on the radio with people on the radio discussing it, saying that it shouldn't be talked about by a comedian, <laughs> right? Now, and journalists ask me, they say things like, uh, is there anything you wouldn't uh, joke about? Yeah. I want to go, is there anything you wouldn't write about? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, because they assume that because you're making a joke about it, you're making fun of it. You're yeah. Yes. making fun of the the issue the problem the victim and uh, as i say in the show um people get offended often when they mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target and they're not necessarily the same thing you can talk about anything but it depends on the joke and it depends on the target so i can... talk about race yes. without being racist you do as you do yes right and it's funny to to could people get that mixed up you know um it's a hypersensitivity, which which kind of falls into the same category as what the Daily Mail would call political correctness gone mad, doesn't it? In well, a exactly. Way. Yes. Exactly. And it's in, there's two sides to that coin. You know, uh, I, I, I am probably, what would you call, a PC 
lefty snowflake liberal, yes. right? Welcome. Um, but I don't know why the right have suddenly claimed freedom of speech, sure. and they have to a certain extent. And I know what's happened recently it is a bit of an, a, 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 you know, a, an antidote mm. to people being told what they can do by authoritarian liberals for the last twenty-five years, and right? not understanding why you're not allowed to do the thing exactly. that you've always done because and no one's bothered to explain to you. Exactly, and political correctness per se was a good thing. Sure, you know, we of kicked course. out the old guard <laughs> of people oppressing people, um, being racist, and, and then it got mugged, and then people started saying things like, "Well, if I can't say the n-word, <laughs> you can't say this." <laughs> well, no, it doesn't work like that, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, it, the, it, it is there is stupidity on both sides. Not that I don't know what there there, there aren't sides anymore. Sure. People don't look at an argument anymore; they look at who's saying it. Yes. They've made up their yes. mind with who's saying it. So there is a by definition, a prejudice. There's a prejudgment of who's saying this thing. And, um, and, and there are so many anomalies. There are so much mix up with people. I don't know if you can say who's a lefty liberal anymore or who's a right wing. You know, it, it's like, let's look at the argument. Let's look at what's being said. That's what I'm trying this to say. This has to be the next chapter. We have to start the pendulum. So it has to swing back now is it, at some point because it's swung so, so far well, to I what think you it, described. I think it is. The teams is, and the tribes. You spent a lot of time in America. It's well, even exactly, worse you know, but I, I was. I, I had a bit of an inoculation with Brexit. So I was sort of ready, yes. you know, with people thinking they'd won something. Yes. You know, there's these people that are out now and yeah. proud we've won. Yeah. Like, we haven't won. No. You, it went that way. But, you know, again, even in America, it's that 32% who say they're the disenfranchised, forgotten. You want to go, no, 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 no. What's happened is, when you've had privilege so long, equality feels like oppression. They're basically saying, some people want some of our equality. Yes. Well, of course they do. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Damn them. Damn them. Damn their eyes. And one of them yeah. ended up president. That's, okay. that's the well, ultimate that, offence. Well, that's, it's, you know, I'm, again... I'm nearly numb to it now. I didn't sure. even bother commenting on that tweet the other day where he said, um, if I, uh, even if that terrible shooting, um, I'd probably have gone in there even if I didn't have a weapon. <laughs> that's what, that's what a ten-year-old says. <laughs> I could beat up a lion. <laughs> I could fight a lion if I had to. <laughs> 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 in a fair fight, or my dad could. Yeah. My dad could wrestle a lion. Exactly. So well, he, I he, there was that picture of him with his own kid. He wouldn't even use his umbrella. He's walking Brilliant. up the aeroplane steps with an umbrella over his head, and his kid's getting rained on. But this yeah. is the man that would go in to protect other people's children. Of course, with his this bare is a man who had to be helped down the stairs. <laughs> right? This is a man who was scared of an, uh, a tame eagle. <laughs> so uh, he, he's, this, is, this is not a brave man. But he, he believes it, though, doesn't he? That's the weird. I don't know thing. if he does. Do you know what, just... I think I think he's got that childlike narcissism that. He sort of, if he says it, it sort of might be true. But yeah. I, I think it, there's an, there's a, there's a bit of troll about him. And there's, there's no one in his life to tell him that he's being a wazzock. He's never, he's never had to um, do in... or achieve anything in his life. And you no, know, this that... is a man who's, you know, people fell for him because he was a good businessman. Well, actually, Supposedly. someone looked at it, right, and they worked out that if he'd have just put his acquired, uh, inherited wealth on the top 50 stocks, he'd be six billion dollars richer than he is. <laughs> so he's effectively lost money there, over his... There, there was a libel. Someone said he's not a real billionaire. He sued them and lost. Yeah. So there is... Yeah, I I mean, but anyway, we're wasting our yeah, breath, because yeah. as you say, the people who, who are, all, are on side are so entrenched. There's also the, the, the Wazak alarm, the person in your life who tells you when, you're, when you've gone too far. You talk a bit in the show about Jane, your girlfriend, and yeah. her, her largely vain attempts to police the parameters of, of, of what well, you do. Well, again, you know, she, she, she brings me down. How can I... Uh, I, I did a tweet the other day <laughs> saying about um, something like um, I'm an international comedian with uh, you know three golden globes and uh, and uh, my girlfriend just called me a fat useless pig, you know. So t- I've won awards. Take the rubbish out. All right. And <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, I've had I'm 
my family have never considered me anything other than their, you know, you their, talk their little idiot brother. There's you a know. lot of love for the family as yeah. well in the show. You talk about, and it may seem an odd context in which to be sort of all giggling uproariously at your, at your, at your mother's funeral, yeah. wasn't it? And, yeah, and your exactly. brother Robert. I, would, who, I wouldn't laugh at someone else's mum's funeral. Fair you enough. Know? No, and, uh, that's and, uh, nice. And, <laughs> You would, though. Exactly. It's, it is personal. It's a, it, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I talk about that, and they're, they're all true stories. And that's the important thing about this. I think it is probably... Um, I've been around long enough. I, I know, I, I, I kept myself to myself, and I think now um, I'm brave enough to, uh, you know, be slightly more personal. And, uh, yes. and, and uh, What changed? Know, Just maturity? I, I, I don't or? know. I think uh, old people's rights. I'm yeah. going to die soon. I don't care. What I say and what people—it's it's the liberating. truth. It's the truth, you know. Um, but um, more so, it—it's it, it, the fact that uh, I respect the audience more than I ever did, yes. and I realise what a privilege this is. That's a really interesting observation because I was trying to work out how you can talk about your slightly ludicrous life. Yeah. I mean, in the context of the stuff you do about school children in Hampstead, but of course yeah. you've chosen to live. That's bad. Don't say that. Don't say any of those I won't words. Say, no, no, no. I no. I've that. got to live there when this comes out on Netflix. <laughs> I, know you have, on I have 13. to walk past about 2,000 school children <laughs> every day in Hampstead. Anglo-Saxon of It's a very privileged place yeah, I live in. Yeah. So you talk about your essentially ludicrous life in, in the yeah. terms of the luxury and you make no bones about being absolutely minted and you joke yeah. about having so much money and a 20 grand yeah. rug and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And that should alienate the audience a bit. But you talk about, and then you talk about the stuff with your brothers and uh, with your brother and your and, and giving the vicar the wrong name at your mum's funeral, so yeah. your fourth brother got. Well, they know Barry. what I'm doing. They yes. know it's they they know it's nothing but, that's but honesty. That's amazing to see because the truth is magic. Um, honesty is magic because it is your life. These are so, the things you're concerned about. You're exactly. not pretending to be some well, sort of okay. So traditionally, on the estate in Reading, exactly. So uh, um, uh, a a comedian. Um, we're traditionally a court jester, yeah. okay? And there's, there's, there's good things with that, right? We've got low status, so people aren't... They're not yeah. intimidated, okay? Uh, we're not, we haven't really got power. But we're having a go at the king. We're the last bastion that go, the king isn't all, all together. They trust us, right? Yeah. So... I can't go on stage and pretend to be, oh, signing on yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know, they go, rubbish, right? So I embrace that, right? But I keep my low status in two ways. Two, I invite them in. I say, what, you think You think everything's glamour? And, and I tell them a story about how I fell on my face, OK? Um, the other way I keep my low status is I talk about things that money can't, help yeah. i talk about getting fat and old and bald yeah. and dying first yeah you do and a lot about i, I mean, do because yeah. um bec again because it's, it's the truth <laughs> i know it is the truth and there's nothing not fat, there's nothing remotely i'm wearing black yeah and well, i'm holding it in <laughs> and there's a table in the way right um but um i am fat i'm getting fat good good luck to me <laughs> right no what's the point in living longer if you can't eat more cheese and drink more oh, wine um, but no I, I i do do it with their blessing and with all honesty um to uh, to hopefully comic effect but there's nothing funny about telling people what a great day you've had no they want to hear how you failed how you fell on your face so i do that i do that with press having a go at me yes. trolls on twitter who live in a bin getting the better of me <laughs> you know yes. so i i'm telling them that i've had a bad day too and 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 comedy at its best is letting everyone know we're all idiots and we're all going to die so 
relax. There's a lot of Twitter in the show. Yeah, there, there is. Which, yeah. I, I mean, I really like that, because I spend too much... Well, it's too much. I, I think Twitter is a fascinating it thermometer is. for society. And it if is, you, yeah. If you do it right, you, you, you can... It amplifies it. everyone's it's life. Do, it does, and it's it? like reading every toilet wall at once in uh, the world. Uh, I was going to say a window on the world, but a toilet yeah. wall, that, 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 exactly. that, that, that works as well. Uh, do you, do you, do you, I mean, it's a slightly daft question, but do, do, you, do you never think maybe I should leave it, put it down? Do, do, well, I do. I, th- I think, I, I think it, it, again, even my presence on Twitter is amplified. I... I probably go on Twitter three times a day for right. ten minutes. Yes. But... You fill your boots uh, while you're there. I fill my boots. I, again, I, I don't back away from contentious issues and things get picked up. You know, even that, that uh, you know, offence culture, complaints. 20 years ago, if you were offended by someone on the BBC, you'd have to get a pen and paper out and start writing letters. Then you go, oh, I can't be bothered. No, it's true. Twitter, you fire it off. That gets picked up. I tweeted a picture. from someone like you. Exactly. You know, but they... I tweeted a picture of, um, we went walking in Hampstead yesterday, it was snowing, and I, I do that thing when I hold back, and so Jane looks alone, and I say, Jane with all her friends. Right, that made the papers. It made the papers, you know. So uh, it gets it gets amplified. <laughs> it's all good. We've run out of time. Someone's Aww. just said, "I can't believe how fast this interview is going." No, I, I know. I talk got, fast because I know. I know to cover. And I talk fast because I've got to get a word in anyways. Sure. Just, just to, to, to give people a flavour of humanity that's out on, on Netflix on March the thirteenth. Covers all of the ground that we've we've referenced. Um, but also, it, it does end up with you providing an almost watertight account of why you'd rather have Adolf Hitler around for dinner than a child with a food allergy. <laughs> you see, now, no, let me explain. Right, so, you did you see it live? Uh, no. Uh, okay, so, I probably, I might have played this to, I don't know, 800,000 people around the world. They all laugh, they're all there. They're all there for the 70 <laughs> minutes, they get everything. If you take one subject or one joke out of context, every single joke, there are 25 jokes that would seem like the worst thing yes. anyone's ever said. But it works perfectly but, together. But if you watch it all, it works, my I favorite, promise you. <laughs> my favourite, actually, was quite throwaway on stage, right, where someone is uh, is telling you all about their child. I think it's one of your sisters, is it? And uh, you've got to show you a picture of the niece, and you say, oh, just show it to me if she, if she goes... <laughs> Again, in context, you got it. <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, you can't say that it is. But for me, that was a like, oh, oh my god. Man. So oh. that's a joke about child abduction. If exactly. you take it out of context, got, exactly, exactly, exactly that. Yeah. <sighs> oh dear. That's it, mate. Thank you. Well, thank you. Pleasure. Congratulations yet again. Um, it, it goes out on Netflix on March the 13th. That's yeah, why, watch that's it on Netflix. But you're taking it on the road again, aren't you? No, I've got to start again now. Done and dusted. Yeah, got to right. start again. I did it for a year, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Ricky Gervais, thank you. Cheers. That's it from me for another day. We'll do it all again tomorrow morning from 10. The next voice you will hear on LBC belongs to Sheila Fogarty. I'm stunned. The worst uncle in the world, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard uh, about the funeral uh, and the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Although I felt the Adolf Hitler thing stood alone. Didn't need yeah, context. Yeah. That was fine. <laughs> I was quite relaxed about that one. If you enjoyed this podcast, hear James O'Brien live every weekday morning from 10, only on LBC.